Welcome to this conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Keller, and my guest today is Andrew McClung. And you probably know Andrew McClung if you've ever stumbled across WCYB-TV. He's there, a, a wonderful presence representing Emory and Henry College graduates. Welcome to this conversation, Andrew McClung. Thank you, Dr. Keller, for having me on. Well, it's my pleasure. I had the pleasure of getting to teach you, although you probably taught me way more than I taught you. I retired in 2017, but you hadn't graduated at that point, correct? No, ma'am, I did not. But I was able to get you for MassCon 210, so that was always, that was an added bonus, I think, to my college education. Oh, you're too kind. Now, you graduated in in 2019? Yes, ma'am, 2019. Now, this is what I will say about having had you in the it was intro to electronic media, but basically that was the intro to shooting video and doing stories and that kind of thing. You were bound and determined to be in television, weren't you? Yes, ma'am. That was just kind of always, I really didn't know what I wanted to do after like my freshman year. I was kind of like on the fence, like, did I want to do TV? Did I want to do radio? Did I want to go into paper? But I really enjoyed video class. And I mean, that was just kind of, I started kind of taking a liking a little bit more than more to that than anything else on campus. Now, am I making this up or you were in a class with Andrew Davis and you all just did all kinds of wild and crazy yes, things? Yeah, we were posting stuff on social media. We do stuff for class too. So just kind of depended on what the week was, what the week had for us. And you were always determined to go into television and Andrew didn't know, but he went to seminary and I think he's maybe still in seminary. Right yeah, now. he's about to graduate here soon. So yeah, he's Moving on along. Okay, well, that's yeah. way off topic, but uh, <laughs> the 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 topic is that you were determined to go into television, and a lot of people find themselves in their various courses, and video found you and got hold of you. Yes, so ma'am. let's just go through. Well, no, we we better start with the lead. You know, we better start with the lead. The lead of this interview is that you're starting a new series on WCYB. So tell yeah, us about that. It started out in February. It was called, um, I was originally looking for just a positive series. I mean, everybody was kind of always coming to me and be like, where's the positive news? That There's like so much negative always going on in the news. And I was like, whoa, yeah, you're kind of right. So I pitched to my bosses about starting a new segment called uh, Showing You Something Good. So showing you something good, just a positive story could be anything from something like somebody, what somebody's doing in the community or just a positive thing that somebody did. And so I did the first story ever was about these two guys that rescued this man on Christmas Day from a burning car. So I've had everything from that to I've told a story about a fried chicken chef at Emory and Henry College, Chef Willie, to uh, this week's segment is about uh, rocks hidden in southwest Virginia. Well, tell us about this week's show about the rocks. Yeah, so um, it was I got this tip that uh there's been this guy that has been painting rocks and hiding them in Wise County for over a hundred weeks now. It originally started during the pandemic. Uh, he told me that he had a friend reach out to him saying, you should do this to give something people to do to get outside during the pandemic. And so he's been doing this now for over a hundred weeks. And so it's, I've talked to people and his art is absolutely incredible. And not a lot of people know who actually paints the rocks. So they know the page, you know who the company is but they don't know who the guy is that paints the rock so it's kind of cool to get to reveal a face to show people who he is exactly now where can people look up your work and your stories like if they want to go find that story how would they do that 
anywhere on um, my social media pages. I've got my Facebook, Twitter. I post every single story to that is a McClung TV or um, I, everything is on our website, WECYB.com. And you can search my name and more than likely the top article will pop up will be the most recent one. And the series is called Showing You Something Good. You no, it originally about- started as Showing You Something Good. It's actually um, called The Good Stuff now. So it's I kind thought of a, you had told me it was yeah. called The Good Stuff. Yeah, the first three were called Showing You Something Good. And then after that, we decided to rebrand it and name it The Good Stuff. All right. I like it. The Good Stuff. And, you know, I just know what you're talking about, about what people say, because when I was working in television in a former life and throughout my career, in media at Emory and Henry, people are always, but the media is just always showing you the bad stuff. Do you want to explain that, Andrew, about why it is that it's mostly seems like bad stuff on what you see? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, we're having to tell the story about what's going on in the United States. I mean, what's going on in your community, what's going on in your state. That's our job as the news is to say what's going on and it may not always be positive. It may not always be negative. It's, we're going to tell you on that day what is going on. And that's our job as the media is to tell you the news. Yeah. And that the the good stuff doesn't generally make, make news unless it's what you're doing, which is something unusual. But the fact that, you know, millions of people go to their jobs and come home and have dinner and watch TV and go to bed and nothing eventful happens. I mean, you're not going to report that. Businesses do their thing every day. You're not going to report that. But you did decide that there is a place in the news for the good stuff. What's coming up next? What do you have your eye on? I've got my eyes on everything from somebody that has dropped out of law school to start their own food truck to um, a guy that he is a well-known person in the community. He has some challenges that he faces, but um, he is well-known to his community. And But what he's really well-known for in this one neighborhood is taking out the trash for everybody at night. So oh on Tuesday nights. So anything, I mean, like I said, it could be anything. From, Has it been hard to find the examples of the good stuff? What are the ways oh, that the no, stories I, have come to you? The stories have come to me. I mean, I've got a list of probably nine or 10 that I'm trying to figure out which one I'm working on next. So, I mean, another one, I mean, just, it's always, I mean, it's can be anything like, I know another one that somebody sent to me is about a guy that had a stroke and a way of his recovery from his stroke has been, beekeeping and that's kind of helped him recovery so it could be anything on this really it's just something that shines a positive light and I guess because you are associated with the tv station and that people see you on air that you don't have a problem getting information and tips because when people see you do they recognize you and come up to you with ideas I've had a lot of people actually um reach out to me a lot more once the series started I mean there were some people that'd be like hey here's a tip possible story but ever since this theory, I mean, the, there have been a lot more people. And I mean, we've gotten emails directly to our newsroom, like Attention Andrew's story for this, which has been pretty cool. And I mean, I was actually at a wedding this past weekend. And I mean, it tells you about the impact you have on these people's lives. It wasn't a good stuff story that I did. But this past fall, I told the story of this uh, kid. He's a middle schooler that was paralyzed, partially paralyzed during a football game and told the story of him. And believe it or not, at this wedding, his aunt was there and she made it. She wanted to come up to me and thank me for telling his story and just helping get the word out about what had happened to him. So every single story, if it maybe is just one person, every single story that somebody tells in news, I think has an impact on at least one person. 
Yeah, and I think that's another reason that a lot of people think it's bad news because the people people they know get impacted by a story. And there's usually, because it's the unusual stuff and the bad stuff, it usually hurts people often. Probably most times a news story hurts people. Have you heard any kind of, do you get that kind of feedback as well? You did this and it ruined my life. Uh, I mean, there have been times that people aren't always happy, but I mean, usually, I mean, you, if you try to tell it fair, nobody's going to get too mad because, I mean, that's kind of the, to make it fair, you want to give both sides. We're never going to pick a side in media. Our job is to tell the story, and the way the story is told is how the people will tell it to us. Let's back up a little bit, Andrew, and trace your journey to this position where you're now going to get a much higher profile with this ongoing series called The Good Stuff at WCYB-TV. You did an internship, I'm sure, when you were in college. I don't really at this point remember where that internship was. Yeah. That's usually the first step. Tell us about that. Well, I did three, actually. I was one of those overachievers. Oh, overachiever. Yeah. Well, the first one I did was with a minor league baseball team in my community, and that was just shooting video for them. And that actually really helped just kind of get better on a camera, and that was my freshman year during that summer. Uh, but then the following year, I interned with our local Fox station in Roanoke, and that actually led to a part – towards the end of the internship, they actually offered me a part-time position to uh, work as um, a videographer and associate producer on a sports show they had on Sundays. They had a 30-minute sports segment. So I got to start out shooting. That really helped me learn TV a lot more, understand what a newsroom is like. And then by that October, they were like, well, would you like to part – part-time report too as part of the job and I was like yeah that'd be awesome so I got to do part-time sports I got to cover I mean division one events from Virginia Tech UVA VMI Liberty it was an incredible experience and then that summer we had some staff changes at the station uh, going towards my senior year and it was just me and one other person in the sports department so that summer I essentially worked full-time during that summer in the news station Monday to Friday seeing I mean that really because I mean when I was working on the weekends, there's a lot of difference, big difference between the weekend newsroom compared to a weekday newsroom. You could see how much busier it was. And so, I mean, that time I got to travel that following year to every single Virginia Tech football game. I mean, I got to learn, tell stories in the community. It was an incredible experience that not a lot of people get the chance to do. And I was, luckily I got that chance. Well, and then how, how did you get motivated to come from there to Bristol back to CYB? So um, that February of 2019, going towards my senior year, I was still on the tennis team. And that was kind of a big thing. It was like I was having to balance personal life. I was having to balance athletics and I was having to balance this job. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. And so that February, I kind of realized I wanted to take a step back and try to figure out where I wanted to go after graduation because I knew I, Roanoke is a high market. It's a top 70 market. And I knew if you mess up in that market compared to messing up in a smaller market, you can get a little more like you're not going to get a slap on the wrist all the time. So I kind of realized I wanted to step back and get that chance to mess up in a smaller market here and there. And so I uh, left the job in February, focused on finishing my senior year. And then for about three or four months, I was on the job hunt and I knew about News 5 and I had a few offers. I had one in Louisiana one in West Virginia and one in, um, I think it was Missouri. And I just kind of realized Missouri, Louisiana, they're a little too far. And also had a girlfriend at the time who's from this area. And um, 
I wanted didn't really want to go too far from my parents. And so I decided to apply at WCYB. I knew Olivia Bailey and I ran into her at FunFest and I'm like, hey, I'd really like to work for y'all. Do y'all have any openings? And she's like, we don't have any reporter openings, but we do have a producer opening. And I was like, okay, well, that's a foot in the door. So I'll apply for that. So I applied for that and got a call a week later. And by that September, I started as a producer at the station. And that was the thing at first. I mean, there was no promise of being on air. I mean, the only openings they had at the time were news. And I didn't really have that news experience. I had the sports experience. So I was fine with kind of learning the ins and outs of news before ever getting that chance to report. Well, let's talk about exactly what a producer does. It's probably one of the most powerful positions, but it's pretty unsung. People don't generally know who the producers are and recognize them and that kind of thing. What did you have to do as a producer? Exactly. So as producer, I started out, um, so even what a producer is, they're the person that's in charge of organizing the way a show goes. They decide what story's first, what story's second, and so on. Um, so that's what the producer's job is, is to make sure other stories are written because you have reporters each day that work on turning stories. And so you kind of decide on where that story is, but then there's other stories you have to write up sometimes. Maybe it's stuff going on regionally in the community. So kind of those graphics, those sometimes you have to write up and just find other stories. So I started out uh, working on our Fox show, which is an hour long show. And then I moved from that to doing our 5:30 and assisting with our noon and our noon producer at the time was kind of cool, too. He's an Emory alum as well, Joey Barker. So I got to learn a little bit more about producing. And then right as I started to get the hang of it, the COVID pandemic hit in 2020. Oh, so, so how did that affect things? So there would be times we'd have a lot of people um, working remotely from home. I was one of those people that worked at the station still. I mean, we'd have people booting shows off an iPad. And that's kind of the other job. You're timing the show to make sure everything goes on time. And if you're running, you've got to decide on what to get rid of. And so it was kind of interesting to make sure how everything worked. And I was also just kind of making sure sometimes we were still getting on the air. Just there'd be people out with COVID sometimes. And I got lucky that kind of through the heavier times, I didn't run into catching it until later. But I mean, it, I will say it ended up probably being a positive for me because content was harder to find at the time. And so I, they knew I knew how to shoot with a camera. And so I was given the opportunity to go out and shoot um, VOBs, which are like voiceover bites over talk about like smaller things that might not be a full story. So I got to go shoot that. So that really kind of helped me understand a lot more with news doing that and then producing as well, because you're having to write stories on things that happen in the community. And so that fall, they gave me the opportunity to um, work with our football show. Um, and because they knew I had experience working with my last station doing in sports. So I was given that opportunity. And uh, then I had the chance to get my foot in the door the following spring and news and do some stories here and there. You have to fill up a show, an hour long show during COVID. Yeah, it was kind of hard. I mean, but then um, right after COVID, like once vaccine, I actually in March of 2021, I can say this, I've produced, I'm one of the few people here that have produced every single show at our station. Um, in March of 2021 of that year, I was moved over to overnight producer, which graveyard shift 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. But during that time was really when I got my foot in the door even more with news because I'd really, only the stories I'd done at that time were news story, I mean, sports stories. So um, during that time, I was working overnights and we had another producer as well. And it was kind of always the case if 
something big happened overnight that we heard about, I'd go out and get footage and maybe do a story on it. Well, my third day working overnights, we get heard something over the scanner about a possible shooting uh, at a motel. And it was five minutes down the road. So I ended up going over to it, ended up possibly being one of the biggest stories uh, over the past two years, ended up being an officer involved shooting in Bristol, Virginia, to where the man was fatally shot by the police officer. And for the first time in a long time, the police officer was actually um, indicted on charges of murder. Uh, and he was eventually found not guilty this past year, but ended up being one of those big stories. And you never would think working overnights that that would happen, that that's the type of story. So it really gave me the opportunity to understand hard news like murders and abductions and things like that. And then that summer, um, the disappearance of a five-year-old in Hawkins County, Summer Wells, she disappeared. And so they would like this to go live at the time. So I was going live in the mornings and that's really when I started to get more and more into news and then understanding it more. And then that September, I was offered a full-time um, reporter position with the station. Talk about paying your dues. And let me tell you what I'm thinking while I'm listening to these stories. You described overnight shows, producing every show, all these different responsibilities that you have. And you keep saying, I had the opportunity to, I had the opportunity to, when I can just hear people saying, and they made me do this and they made me do that. You're looking on the positive side. Sounds like, is that a characteristic yeah, I mean, of you? I, I would say, I mean, I was hired as a producer. I was never hired as a reporter. I was given the opportunity. I mean, they never had to send me out to let me do any of that stuff. But I mean, I worked and work and I mean, I'm not going to lie. The hours were tough. There'd be times I'd get home. I mean, it sucked doing overnights for a while, but ended up, I mean, if I had to choose now, I, I, overnight shifts is probably one of my favorite shifts ever just because, I mean, the people in the news, are, it's just a different type of show altogether in itself. And you're the first thing people see when they wake up sometimes when you put together shows like that producing. So, I mean, you just realize the impact you have on people and it just helping them get through their day. I mean, their weather, their news stories are the first things you see sometimes. So, I, like I said, the opportunity, I mean, I was never hired as a reporter. I was hired as a producer. So, I mean, I never had to be given that opportunity. So that's why I view it as an opportunity. My guest today is Andrew McClung. He's a reporter at WCYB TV. He's been talking about reporting, producing, shooting video. He's made quite a journey beginning with his TV experience while he was still at Emory Henry College. So throughout this process, Andrew, what was the hardest thing that you've had to accomplish, achieve the biggest challenges uh, that you've seen in, in this journey? Probably, I mean, it's time management on this because, I mean, your job, if you're working day side, your job is to find a story. Um, I mean, get that story done. You have to do a BOSOC, at our station at least, do a BOSOC preview of it for the early shows or possibly for the late shows. And then you have that. But I mean, then there's other days you have a story told like uh, two weeks ago, I was working on a story on CDL uh, shortage, truck driver shortage. While I was out shooting that story, I get a phone call from our assignment editor said, hey, I need you to really drop what you're doing and you need to get to Bristol right now. We've got a press conference going on and we need you to be at it. Ended up being that they were announcing they were closing the Bristol landfill, which has been an ongoing story in Bristol. So I mean, at, at a moment's notice, you've got to drop everything that you've got going on at that time and just kind of move on. And so that's kind of been an interesting thing about it all. So I asked you what was the hardest challenge and you said time management. 
what are your best experiences, the stories that you most remember, the most things, the things that were most touching to you? Probably, um, there's been so many. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, every single story, like I said, every single story has had an impact. And I mean, even if it's just one person, that one person um, has always like, if it impacts one person to me, it means that much to me. Um, so, I mean, I've remembered just everything from that car crash with the showing you something good when it was called that. I mean, I spoke with the man's daughter and I mean, she, I still text her to this day just to see how he's doing and just check in on him and just see how his recovery problem, because he still has a long road to go. I mean, he didn't die in that crash, but he's still moving on. And I mean, uh, another, another one that's just always kind of stuck with me has been the, um, officer uh shot in big stone gap virginia i mean just that's the thing you've got to do with news sometimes is that you've got to just kind of put your personal feelings away and just kind of tell the story which can be hard sometimes when you see a community lose somebody like that with the officer i noticed that your title on the website says multimedia journalist what does that mean um so it's multimedia reporter so i mean reporters now I mean you don't always get a photog all the time and so I mean I do everything I shoot I write I edit do all of it so reporter I guess you get a photo uh, journalist sometimes with you but multimedia you're doing everything you're writing reporting editing so it's kind of doing it all it's not as cushy as it used to be when you had a reporter and the reporter had a photographer to go shoot the video no, and the reporter no. just got to report you got to do it all Yes, ma'am. Doesn't that make it like impossible sometimes to get everything no. done? I like it uh, honestly a lot more like that just because, I mean, I know what I've got each time on my camera. And if something's messed up, it's my fault. It's not somebody else's. So I kind of like that a little more, if I'm going to be honest myself. All right. It gives you more control. Yeah. It seemed to me always that sports was your number one goal. Is that mm -hmm. still true or not? I'd say it's still there. I mean, obviously, like, I enjoy getting to do sports, but then there's times I get to enjoy doing news as well. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on the – I'd say I'm more 50-50 now. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd still like to be a sports director uh, in a just kind of medium-sized market as my ultimate goal. Maybe go back home one day and work in Roanoke. But, I mean, just, I like it all. And it's kind of been the thing with being able to work in sports and news. It's just you learn what you like and you learn what you don't like too. I had seen a post that you had made on social media and I thought maybe you had done a story on it, but uh, you're connected not by birth, but by uh, university to Mike Young, who's the basketball coach yeah, at Virginia I've Tech. So what kind of relationship stories. do you have with him? I've did a couple of stories on him. I mean, just uh, I remember when he first got hired at Tech, I mean, it was kind of a big thing to talk about his connection to Emory and Henry. And that was kind of a cool thing with WCYB covering Emory that's in our television market so we cover them and so I actually had some old footage of him back in the day of when he was at Emory and so I ended up um, once I first started to get new sports stories news stories I got to be able to tell his story about his connection to Emory and what his relationship with Bob Johnson was like to where they're not really in our market Blacksburg Virginia Tech I haven't had a chance to go up to the games but I mean it's always cool just to see his connection to Emory and everything. Well, and it's wonderful how positive he is about his experience with Emory and Henry and how much credit he gives to Emory and Henry.
Now, I knew that we wouldn't get very far and we did. This did happen. It's been several minutes ago, but you did bring up the girlfriend. So give us the update on the girlfriend. I got to watch Uh, you falling in love. She is not my girlfriend anymore. She's actually my fiance. Yes. I proposed to her this past October at um, this concert at Bristol Motor Speedway. So, I mean, we've been planning a wedding now. So uh, getting married June 8th, 2024. Oh, okay. You scared me. I thought for a minute you were yeah, saying no, she's no, not no. my girlfriend, but what you that you'd broken up and that I had just broke. No, 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 no. But you're saying no. that she's your fiance. Yes, ma'am. And you're getting married in June in a couple of years. Want to tell us more about what she's doing? She's in pharmacy school. So that's kind of like why we're holding off for so long. I mean, she is, uh, she graduates that May. So of 2024. So that's why we're waiting because don't want to mess up financial aid and everything. And I mean, We've got our own little dog and everything. She's my little favorite. I, she's my little girl is what I call her. Her name's Bandy. She's a three-year-old border collie. So uh, she's awesome. My dog's awesome. Can't really complain. Well, that's great. Congratulations on that, Andrew. And let's talk about just more career goals as you look forward from this point. Honestly, it kind of all depends on where um, we kind of end up with Autumn. I mean, Autumn, her job, obviously, TV, it's not what everybody thinks, doesn't pay the big bucks like some other jobs. Uh, pharmacy kind of gets paid a little more than TV. So um, she's wanting to do residency. So kind of where she wants to go in residency uh, will kind of be depending factor on what I decide to do eventually later on. But for at least the next two and a half years, I'll be here reporting. Well, let's have you explain that to the audience, too, because I guess a lot of people don't understand that about how the pay is related to the market area. So in some places, of course, people are making a fortune being oh, yeah. on air. Los Angeles, New York. I mean, you can make six figures producing reporting, but I mean, network, I mean, you can make in the upper millions just to anchor, but I mean, local news, I mean, you're smaller market. We are market 100. So, I mean, we don't pay terrible, but I mean, pay is still, I mean, that's always going to be a thing in TV. I mean, pay has not always been the best ever. So In other words, you're saying your goal is to make more money at some point. Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. Well, and producers, I mean, producers get paid sometimes or often as much as the on-air people. Would you have any interest in... Yeah, I mean, when I was working as a producer, I made as much as I did as a reporter. So, yeah. It's that power. Who is it? We had uh, somebody who used to say that she was queen of the reporters because she was the producer. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. But would you be interested in producing in a larger market if it came to that? I think so. And I think it would probably, if I ever went back to producing, it'd have to be overnight. So I just enjoyed that shift. I mean, it's, it may be weird. A lot of people would not say that, but I mean, it's working that overnight shift is something different. It's enjoyable. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here from Andrew McClung. (laughs) The overnight shift is a great shift. I bet there are a lot of people out there going, he's crazy. No, I get told that by a lot of people here when I say that. All right. So what else do you want to say to people, Andrew, with another minute that we've got here to people who are listeners, who see you on TV, who are thinking about, oh, my gosh, now I've got to look him up and see this new series on the good stuff. What do you want to say to your fans and TV viewers out there? I mean, if you would like to catch anything, you can always visit my social media. And I mean, I really do thank you, Marine Henry, for a lot of what I learned and just the connections I made, especially, I mean, to the my favorite co-workers now at our station are Marie and Henry alum. So it's kind of cool how the connection all comes full circle. That's wonderful. 
All right, you got to give one more round of advice to viewers. Why should they tune in to see you? I mean, I'll tell you a good story. Tell us a good yeah. story right now. Tell us one more story. Emory and Henry, Chef Willie, fried chicken chef. I mean, he's been a legend at school forever. I mean, just his fried chicken. If you ever want to get something good, not go to Emory and Henry on a Wednesday. And people can do that. Of course, the school's not so much in session now, but you can walk in, buy a lunch at the cafeteria on Wednesdays. Chef Willie, how old is he now? I think he's 89, 88. I mean, he's up there. I mean, that's And still cooking. And Andrew McClung is cooking down there at WCYB. He's on a roll. Tune in and see his series, The Good Stuff. And again, when is that, Andrew? Uh, Every other Monday. Every other Monday, WCYB TV. Thank you so much for being with us today, Andrew. Thank you so much, Dr. Keller. Thanks to the listeners. This is WEHC FM 90.7. You can hear this conversation Wednesdays at 6, Sundays at 2. You can find our archive site if you go to wehcfm.com, click on the archive site, and uh, if you missed part of this or want to hear it again, it'll be there. Thanks again to everybody. 90.7, please stay tuned, and we'll see you next time.